This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is sending oil prices higher than they've been in over a decade. And that means everyone is going to be paying more at the pump. In the U.S., gasoline now costs over $4 a gallon on average. And that's the highest it's been since 2008 and 40 cents more than just a week ago. In many places in California, it's over $5 a gallon, and prices could go even higher. Legislation was introduced in the House of Representatives to ban the import of Russian oil. Roughly 8% of U.S. liquid fuel imports come from Russia. And it's not just oil that's going up. The price of palladium, which is needed in catalytic converters, is skyrocketing. Russia produces 25 to 30 percent of the global supply of palladium. At the beginning of the year, an ounce of palladium cost $1,900. Now it costs over $3,400 an ounce, and that is an all-time record. And here's our AutoLine Insight. Soaring oil prices are a real threat to automakers who rely heavily on pickups and SUVs. Sales of those vehicles always slow down dramatically when gasoline prices go up quickly. And that could be a real problem for General Motors, Ford, Stellantis, and even Toyota. Those companies need the profits from those big vehicles to pay for their investments in EVs. Meanwhile, none other than Elon Musk is calling on the United States to immediately start increasing oil and natural gas production. Quote, extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures, he tweeted out. He also said, quote, obviously, this would negatively affect Tesla, but sustainable energy solutions simply cannot react instantaneously to make up for Russian oil and gas exports. With the war in Ukraine showing no signs of slowing down and the global backlash against Russia only intensifying, we think Elon is right. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures. Mobility is becoming electric, connected and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world but will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Hey, maybe this will end the argument about whether BEVs are cleaner than ICE vehicles. According to a new study from Ford and the University of Michigan, light-duty BEVs, quote, have approximately 64% lower cradle-to-grave life-cycle greenhouse gas emissions than ICE vehicles on average in the U.S. Researchers looked at three different 2020 powertrain options, ICE, hybrid, and battery electric, from mid-size sedans and SUVs and full-size pickups, taking into account vehicle production, fuel economy, annual mileage, vehicle lifetime, as well as regional differences in the electricity grid and outside temperatures. They found that the more you go up in vehicle size, the bigger impact it has on reducing emissions. For example, replacing an ICE pickup with a BEV pickup 
saves 74 metric tons of carbon dioxide over the lifetime of the vehicles, compared to 45 metric tons if you did the same switch with a midsize sedan. And here's something else we found really interesting. We know EV manufacturing produces more emissions because battery making is so energy intensive. But it only takes an electric sedan 1.2 to 1.3 years to offset those emissions. It takes an SUV 1.4 to 1.6 years, and a truck will reach its break-even point in 1.3 years. Detroit automakers are doing a good job of producing vehicles with good resale value. Six of the top 10 vehicles in Kelly Blue Book's best resale value list for 2022 are from Detroit automakers. The models are the Chevy Corvette, GMC Sierra, Jeep Gladiator, Ford F-Series, Maverick, and Ranger. And the non-Detroit vehicles are the Tesla Model X, Toyota Tacoma, 4Runner, and Tundra. Toyota is the number one brand for resale value, and Lexus is the top luxury brand. KBB says the average 2022 model year vehicle will retain 43% of its value after five years, while the models in the top 10 will retain 56% or more. Stellantis is going to launch a bunch of new models in South America over the next few years, including a number of hybrid and electric vehicles. And Reuters reports one of those hybrids could use an engine powered by ethanol. It would be offered in Brazil sometime around 2025. Brazil has had 100% ethanol engines for decades, thanks to government policies to produce ethanol as a fuel. And the idea is starting to gain traction in other areas like India. Volkswagen's new electric van, the ID Buzz, will be fully revealed on Wednesday, but it's showing off a little more of the interior now. It talks about how it will feature sustainable materials, outlines of the van molded right into plastic panels, and even winking smiley faces on some pieces. But we also see a little bit more of the design, with background lighting that comes in 30 colors, or the two-tone paint theme, that's carried through to the seat panels, dash pad, and door trim. And some of you may even notice some influence from the classic T1 camper van. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. ELMS, or Electric Last Mile Solutions, is really struggling. The EV startup is going to lay off one out of every four employees. Its two co-founders, Jim Taylor and Jason Liu, resigned over questionable stock purchases. We heard well over a month ago that the company had stopped paying contract engineers. And here's our Autoline Insight. The biggest problem ELMS ran into is that it imports truck cabs and frames from China, and you can't put very many of them in a shipping container. And ever since COVID hit, the cost of shipping containers has skyrocketed. In fact, it's very difficult to even get shipping containers. So if ELMS can't assemble electric trucks and vans in volume, it has no cash flow. And with no cash flow, it has to start laying off employees. Battery swapping for EVs is getting a lot more interest from companies in China. And now Bosch, Mitsubishi, 
and a Chinese company called Blue Park Smart Energy are joining forces to offer a battery-as-a-service business model. The service will be offered to fleets and to finance companies, which would lease the batteries. Blue Park makes the swapping machines, Bosch will supply cloud-based battery management and diagnostics, and Mitsubishi Corporation, not Mitsubishi Motors, has extensive experience in commercializing battery maintenance. Car designers are going for a cleaner, simpler look to the interior, so Continental developed a way to blend video screens right into the trim on an instrument panel. They call it Shytech. When it's off, the displays are invisible. All you see is the trim on the instrument panel. But they can immediately display a variety of things, such as a large navigation map, or the speedometer, or even a video that the passenger can watch for fun. Continental says it can offer designers almost any color or pattern of trim they want, including wood, carbon fiber, or leather. And the display can even run the entire length of the IP. The idea is to clean up the interior design by integrating video displays into the trim instead of having a bunch of black screens embedded in the instrument panel. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.